Welcome back to Marriage Monday. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage just one Monday at a time. Today we're talking about finances, and of all the areas that marriages struggle in, I would say that finances and sex, they're number one and two, and sometimes you reverse the order, sex and finances, but these areas are the areas that get brought up the most, talked about the most, and it's because they are the two areas that, that people can struggle in because they really have one of three things taking place. They have a lack of a plan, a lack of communication, and a lack of discipline, and, that, and that, I mean that for both. So even just look at finances, which is our subject for today, because this is our listener request series, and this is something that numbers of you requested. You want tips on budgeting or finances, and when it comes to finances, you can have a lack of a plan, lack of a budget, and that can make your finances in your life miserable, And or you have a plan, but you have a lack of communication, where one person does the finances and doesn't communicate, or that person tries to communicate and the other person doesn't want the communication. They'd rather live with ignorance and that breaks things down. Or you can have a plan of communication, but if you have a lack of discipline on how to spend or how to save and how to do those things, then obviously things fall apart as well. So what I want to do is just give you a few things to think about today as we talk about finances. First of all, I want to get you to set financial goals. Set financial goals. Something that I do with couples whenever they sit down with me for premarital premarital counseling, we have this conversation about goals. So before we talk budget, we get our goals in place. I give them each a sheet of paper. They each have two sets of three blanks. The first set of three, the three say, it'll say short-term financial goals, and that's goals that are six months to a year to be accomplished. The other set of three is long-term goals, one to five years. And so my challenge is this. I'm like, you guys sit apart. Don't talk to each other during this. But I want you to write down three short-term financial goals, six months to a year, three long-term financial goals, one to five years, and just make those things separately. And what this does is it helps me to know how much they've been talking about finances. When they're done, then we come back together and we start having a conversation. And I always start with ladies first. I'm like, okay, um, what did you write down as your number one short term? Then I look at the guy, what's your number one? And then we go back and forth, just getting them to share out loud what was first on their heart, second on their heart regarding the short term. And then obviously we go into the long term. And the goal is to get them having this conversation. And sometimes they say very similar things. Other times, one person brings it up in the short term that the other person brought up in the long term, and it gets them having a conversation. And their homework that day, which is the homework I'm giving you today, is for you to have to have this conversation, to talk with your spouse, have some coffee, and just sit and say, let's make some goals. When it comes to our finances, let's make five short-term goals, five things we can do in the, in the next six months to a year, and then five long-term goals, things that can be done in one to five years. And the question is, why are we doing this before we would, we would even budget? I get that a lot. Because your goals should really color the budget. The budget shouldn't color the goals. You ought to have the type of goals that really set the pace for what the budget looks like as opposed to we make a budget and, well, set some goals. We can't. We have no money. You have to reverse that because that helps it helps you understand how to spend your money, what that money is going to look like, and how it's going to be used. So get that exercise done. If you need help with that, obviously, you contact me, and I'd, lo- I'd walk you through in a heartbeat.
So after your goals, the next we get to a budget. So let me give you some budgeting tips. Now, first of all, when it comes to your budget, the budget is there to not restrict your money, but to release it to be spent on the right things. Let me be clear about that. Budgeting is not to restrict your money, but to release it to be spent on the proper things. That's a big deal. So your heart going into it is a big deal. Second thing about a budget is you need to lead with generosity. Lead with generosity. My wife and I, we, we do something called tithing. We've been tithing uh, as long as we've been married. I've been tithing as long as I've had a job. And I believe giving to my local church is, is something that is important for a, a Christian to do. And maybe you're listening to this and you're not a Christian. Uh, this is what I've told couples that don't follow Christ, that don't go to church. I, I'm like, listen, you should do the same thing. Now, and I, what I tell couples in my office is, listen, if you don't do this, I'm not telling you to give to my church. Find a local nonprofit that helps the community and give to that. And what that does is it sets the pace for everything within your spending, everything within your budget. It helps us to live within a 90% of what we have been given and to take that 10% and to lead our life with generosity. And I've had couples come back to me that don't go to church. They don't go to this church at all. They don't go to any church. They said, wow, that made such a difference in our attitude for, of, of what we possess that we lead with generosity and we give away 10% of what, we, of what we've been given and what we make. I found it just sets the pace. The next step, deal with your debt. When you're making a budget, deal with your debt. Uh, live meagerly now so you can live free later. You don't have to have everything right away. Live meagerly. Pull the belt a little bit tighter now so that you can live free later. The next thing, uh, you're going to set your goals. Get those set in place. Uh, next, you're going to save. Think about saving how much that you want to save. That should be a part of your goals. And make sure that's in your brain as you're making your budget. Um, when it comes to your budget, make sure it's agreed upon. Don't, don't let one person do it without the other person involved. The both of you need to be involved. Um, you may say, well, my husband, he's not a financial guy. My wife is not a financial girl. Um, I, I, you got to get that out of your head. And if anything, you might need to make things more simpler so that both understand, so that everybody knows what's going on. But Because everyone has to be involved and everyone needs to be in on the know. Next budgeting tip, think about the long term. Think about retirement. Well, we're in our 20s, Dave. Think about retirement now. There are things that you need to be doing now because I'm telling you what, by the time I got to, to my 30s, I regretted all of the time I could have been investing and putting things away for my future. I'm like, oh, man, I lost eight years. I lost 10 years where I could have been putting, even if it was a little bit away, and doing some conservative investing, I could have been doing that prior to my 30s. And now into my 40s, I still look back and think I could have done more. When you're budgeting, think about the kids. Now, your goals need to be agreed upon, but I'll give you something that my wife and I uh, agreed upon early is that we were not, I repeat, not going to save up for our kids' education. That may sound like a bad parent, but and we've watched so many people go away to college and either go into majors that they were never going to utilize or go into classes that they never really needed to take. And so we wanted our kids to really own their education and own the direction of their life. And so therefore, we wanted them to incur not necessarily debt per se, but incur um, the weight and to feel the weight of whatever decision they were going to take. And we were going to support them regardless of what that was going to be. It doesn't mean that we haven't aided with any type of finances. It doesn't mean that, but it means that they 
they looked at their classes and they paid for their classes. We may have helped with books. We, we may have helped with a few things along the way. But my, I watched my daughter graduate from college debt-free. She owned it. She owned the direction, owned the location, and she made it happen. My, my, my son just paid for his first semester. He starts that next week, and, and he's owning it. And we wanted that, but we just looked at, hey, we would rather help out more with a wedding than with the, the, the education. We wanted them to have the ownership. Um, and the last budgeting tip I would say is this. Evaluate periodically. Talk about it periodically. Have quarterly meetings. Have, go halfway through the year and have those type of meetings where you're talking about how are you doing. Uh, maybe you're doing so good that you can actually put more away in savings. Have those conversations and have those celebrations. Whenever you wrap up a, a goal, go out and celebrate that we man we, we conquered one of our short-term goals. We got through all of our short-term goals. Uh, celebrate everything along the way. Now, when it comes to help, like I've said before, I'm not a financial advisor. I am not Dave Ramsey. Uh, I'm not here to give you investment uh, or Bitcoin tips or anything at all. I'm here to give you direction. But if you need help, get some budgeting help. Get some investment help. Get some financial counseling from people that are qualified, that have the education and background to give you the right direction. But when it comes to all of this, my last challenge is live within your means. Sounds like a no-brainer. But we don't talk about it enough because more than ever, we want the perfect Instagram life. Now, back in the day, we used to talk about keeping up with the Joneses. And it was the idea of looking at my neighbor, the Joneses, and I have to keep up with what, how things look and what they look like. But on Facebook, Instagram, and any other social media platform, we look at everyone's airbrushed life or filtered life, and we immediately think that we have to keep up with that. And we are spinning ourselves into a hole. Stop spinning yourselves into debt. Live within your means. So have have the talk. Do the goals exercise and make a plan and watch your life live in financial freedom. That's all I've got today. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Have some good conversations. Talk to each other. Make a plan and watch God bless your life. 